The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. And I don't even know what to say anymore. This is so unbelievably fun and so just out of the blue. Who would have thought this would happen? Think back to right before the All-Star break. Welcome in. It's Davo on your dish here on Clubhouse Conversation. Hoping the month of August, hoping the 2014 second half never ends. Let's just have this go day after day after day, year after year, as the Royals... Take care of business tonight. They're facing the worst team in baseball this weekend. They win game one of three over Texas, six to three, in a game that never really felt in doubt after the Royals took a three to one lead in the top of the second inning. As KC sails to their 15th win in their last 18 games, that's 23 of 29 for the boys in blue, who now have a two and a half game lead over Detroit, who, pun intended, is royally screwed heading into tomorrow. Detroit. <laughs> Gives up 20 to the Twins tonight, including, what, 14 runs in the last three innings of that game? Unreal. Jim Johnson, who the latest Tiger retread in that bullpen, got blown up. It seems like everybody in that bullpen, and just it's, like, contagious. I don't know what's going on with Detroit, but, man, they're in trouble. Six-plus innings out of their bullpen tonight. You have a position player finishing it off. Now tomorrow you have a doubleheader against the Twins. Detroit is in rough shape and let's let's think about this here the Royals have a 10 game homestand coming up and two more games against the worst team in baseball and of course five of the next 10 against the worst team in baseball five of the next 12 I should say you got two against Texas the next two then they come to Kansas City on that homestand I'm telling you the Royals these next 12 games if they go something like eight and four nine and three and that's asking a lot after their recent stretch I'm aware you know seven and five is fine at this point you got to be realistic but if the Royals do Pull off an 8-4, and 9-3. and three. Detroit is in trouble. They could easily be four or five games back heading into September. And if that happens, well, the Royals play 500 against Detroit head-to-head. It's almost impossible to see how Detroit could come back. So let's not get ahead of ourselves too much. But, man, it's, it's getting exciting. And, man, the Royals, if they can just keep their foot in the gas for another week or two and keep reeling off wins at this 70%, these 80% rate that we've been seeing the last few weeks, if they can keep that up for another 10 days or so, the Royals could find themselves not running away with, but certainly with a nice cushion as they head into those games with Detroit. Six of them left later on in September and, of course, a road trip to Yankee Stadium. Outside of that, though, the schedule really does look pretty favorable for the Royals. Now, the Twin, or excuse me, the Tigers have a pretty nice schedule as well, but the Royals have an easier schedule, and they're playing well right now. They're go- the teams are going in complete opposite directions. So I don't want to talk too much about this. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We keep making a theme here on Clubhouse Conversation that one game at a time, one series at a time, so I don't mean to get too far ahead, but it's just exciting to think about. One other note tonight, Baltimore, a big blow. Not only did Detroit have a big blow tonight with their bullpen blowing up more and more and having a doubleheader tomorrow, Baltimore loses Manny Machado for the year. That's a huge loss for Baltimore. That really hurts that team, really weakens that offense. And I don't think Machado played when the Royals were in Baltimore, did he? I don't think the, I don't think he was. I think he was out at that point. So the Royals, you would just love to see them keep winning games. Love to see them a win the division. I'll be heartbroken at this point if the Royals don't win the division. Just keep winning games. B, how amazing would it be if they could actually jump ahead of Baltimore and have decisive home games played at the K if it comes down to that. Game one at the K. Imagine that against Baltimore. Wow. Excited to think about. But back on track here tonight, your Donovan Tura. Fantastic again. Even though, once again, I mean, we call him fantastic because his line was and the results were, but it didn't feel like he had great stuff for him. 
The command has not been there for a while on his breaking pitch. The changeup's been okay. But the breaking pitch, when he's really can guys and really on, that breaking pitch is just working. That curveball's snapping, and guys aren't touching it. We haven't seen that much lately from Ventura. But the fact that he can go out there still and give you, what, six innings, one run, four hits tonight to go along with six Ks and three walks, and we call that decent average, six innings, one run, four hits, six Ks, and three walks. I mean, to me, the guy right now has one and two-thirds pitches. He has a fastball that's always dynamite. But it's like his curveball is working, you know, maybe one out of three that he throws. The changeup, maybe one out of three as far as commanding those pitches. It's like he's throwing games with one and two-thirds pitches. And he's going six, seven innings, one, two, three-run ball against Major League offenses as, as a rookie. Definitely one of the three best rookies in the American League and a guy we are so lucky to have. Just, just exciting to watch him pitch. Now, if you want to look for a negative tonight, obviously it continues to be the middle relief slash mop-up of the Royals' bullpen, which, of course, is a great problem to have. If that's the weakest part of your team, well, you're in great shape, as the Royals are right now. But, you know, Francis Lee Bueno tonight struggled, only got one out, allowed two runs on two hits, struggled his last outing as well. We've seen Jason Frazier's last couple outings really get hit hard. We've seen Aaron Crow worse than that recently. He's been really bad. Should dig up his last 10 stats or his recent month of August stats. I haven't done that, but they wouldn't be pretty. So that's something to be slightly concerned about because you don't want to overwork Davis, Holland, and Herrera. But let's let's look at a couple things that are good and why I'm not that concerned about the men relief. Number one, when you look at the rest of the season, if the Royals can reel off, like I said, another 10 to 14 days of really good baseball, and if Detroit just plays 500 or slightly above, the Royals are going to have a nice lead, and, and they're going to be able to rest these guys mid to late September if they just take care of business the next couple of weeks. And I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch. I'm just saying if the Royals keep playing like this, they've already got a two-and-a-half game lead. They're going to extend that lead if they pull off another eight-and-four stretch or, or what have you over the next 12. They're going to have a nice five-six game lead you split against Detroit, well, the last week or two, you can kind of relax guys a little bit. So the bullpen should be okay going into the playoffs. Number two, speaking of playoffs, I'm not concerned about the Royals' middle relief in the playoffs. Reason being, you're not going to be playing three days in a row. So Herrera, Davis, and Holland are going to be available essentially every single game of the playoffs, which makes most games seven or you know six-inning games. Well, your starters, Shields, Vargas, Duffy, possibly Ventura, I mean, those guys are going to go six innings, nine, four out of five times. And if they don't, you don't have to worry about Frazier or Crow or Chen or Bueno because you have Jeremy Guthrie. So in the playoffs, the Royals' bullpen becomes even stronger. If you got a guy like Jeremy Guthrie out there as your long guy or a guy to come in for the fifth and sixth innings, I mean, imagine Jay Guts really letting it all fly for an inning or two at a time. I think his stuff gets big time a lot better in an inning or two. If he just goes out there and lets it max out, throws it. I mean, so my point being, I'm not that concerned for those two reasons. Number one, the fact that they hopefully can keep winning and put some distance ahead of themselves and rest these guys, especially with the September roster expanding. Number two, like I said, Jeremy Guthrie becomes the, the fifth and sixth inning guy and your extra inning guy in the playoffs, which greatly strengthens your bullpen. And number three, like I just said a second ago, September call-ups coming up, that bullpen's going to get strengthened. Look at all the guys the Royals have to choose from in September. Now, all these guys probably aren't going to get called up, but you've got your Finnegan's, your Benford's, your Lambs, your Downs, your both Coleman's, Tim Collins, 
So seven, eight arms to choose from. You'd probably call up five of those guys. you got plenty of arms to choose from. And also, with a guy like Jeremy Guthrie out there in the bullpen, you can, you can carry six relievers instead of seven. You don't need seven relievers. With the kind of rotation the Royals have, with a guy like Guthrie out there, with shutdown guys, seven, eight, nine. I mean, you can leave a guy like Bruce Chen off the postseason roster and go with an extra position player. Maybe a Terrence Gore who should be getting a call up. If you haven't seen this kid play, wow. He gives Draw Dyson a run for his money. Maybe faster, depending on who you ask. So to have a weapon like that off the bench, my point being, the bullpen is the least of my concerns right now, the middle relief, just because of the fact that it gets stronger when the playoffs get here. So don't worry about that too much. But again, back on track. <laughs> I keep talking about the playoffs. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, guys. Not going to lie to you. Now, offensively tonight, it was good. The Royals only walked once, but I've kind of just given up on them walking. It's just not going to happen. And you know what? If, they, if they're scoring runs that they are, I don't care anymore. Whatever. Write it out. You're, you're doing a hell of a job in the second half of the year. The offense is great tonight, even despite Noria Oki switching over to the Texas side. <laughs> what was that? What was that sacrifice bunt in the middle of that three-run rally? First and second with one out. Colby Lewis can't get anybody out, throwing meatballs up there, and he's sacrifice bunting. I'm hoping he just lost track of the outs, but even that's bad, but you know what? I'm going to give the coaching staff a pass on that one. A, the language barrier, but not even that. I'm sure they just figured on the, the first strike when Nori was showing bunt that he was probably trying to draw the corners in. was probably just taking a strike, so why would you say anything to him? You're probably just thinking, okay, he knows the, he knows there's one out. Now he's going to swing away, but then when he bunts, you got to be saying, what the hell? So I'm sure that will be <laughs> corrected again. Didn't matter tonight. That's how good the Royals are going right now, but Home runs by Billy Butler, Josh Willingham, who just continues to be a stud pickup. Completely legitimizes that lineup that we talked about the other day with guys like Kane hitting in the eight hole. That's how good your lineup is right now. More extra base hits from Kane and Moustakis. Speaking of which, the 7-8 hitters, Kane and Moustakis, banged out some nice hits tonight. Two for Moose, three for Kane. The Royals had six runs on nine hits. And everybody on uh, in, in this lineup has pretty much contributed big time to a win. During this road trip, you had Omar Infante with four RBIs one night. You had Kane with all those hits tonight. You've seen Willingham hit some jacks. Alex Gordon has a couple jacks. Like, everybody throughout this lineup continues to get the job done during this road trip and in this recent stretch. Nori doing a great job outside of the sacrifice, the reverse sacrifice in favor of the Rangers. But other than that, I mean, it's just fun to watch right now. It's just so fun, guys. I don't want to miss any games anymore. Like, I'm giving up my social life. I mean, this is just too much fun. We've been paying, waiting for this for years. For me, it's 25-plus years, and to see this in person and every day and get to talk about it with you, what a treat. So I hope you're having as much fun as me, guys. And I'm telling you, don't, don't worry about that bullpen. Don't worry about that mental relief. The bullpen only gets stronger as September and the playoffs get here. That's a scary thought for the Royals. Tomorrow, it's Nick Tepesh, a local kid who pitched at Mizzou from the KC area. Been tough lately, by the way. The right-hander has allowed three earned runs or less in his last five outings. Has a 4-1-5 in the year, so a solid guy. I wouldn't call him good, but he's got potential to be good. Not going to be a cakewalk tomorrow for the Royals. He's been good his last five outings. Royals, obviously, with the edge. Jeremy Guthrie going to the hill. I expect a good game out of Jay Guts. I'm a little bit worried about how well the ball jumps out of that park. He's more of a fly ball pitcher, and history will tell you that that ballpark yields a lot of home runs. But Guthrie's throwing well right now. I think he's strong right now. He feels good. And obviously, Texas's lineup is not, you know, last year's Texas lineup or five years ago or 10 years ago. So I like the Royals' chances again tomorrow. I like their chances to get a sweep in this series. I'm not expecting a sweep. Two out of three is just fine. But if they get the sweep, 
It wouldn't surprise me at all, obviously. Sunday, you've got a huge Royals advantage. I'd be shocked if they lose Sunday. Again, it's baseball. Anything's possible. Texas could easily win both of these games. But I love the Royals' chances. I like the Royals' chances tomorrow. I love them on Sunday. Jason Vargas against Miles Mikolas, who has a 7-4-8 ERA. Small sample size, but nearly 50 innings. Good enough to see that the guy's been struggling and that the Royals should hit him. And it just gets more and more exciting, guys. Hopefully you were able to check out the interview we posted. Two of them today, actually. One with Jeff Grotewald. Or was that yesterday? That was yesterday, I guess. Jeff Grotewald, we posted one of him. Has a Major League record. Hit three consecutive pinch hit home runs in three consecutive days. First time in Major League history with the Phillies back in the early 90s. Finished his career as a replacement player with the Royals in 95. A very good, interesting interview. Very good. Very... He's very much a character, Jeff Grotewald. So check that one out on the former player interviews here on Clubhouse Conversation. Also was able to talk to Rusty Kuntz's son, Kevin, who's currently a switch-hitting infielder for the Lexington Legends. Great kid. You'll enjoy that interview. Lots of funny, rusty stories and informative stuff as well with Kevin Kuntz. So check out those interviews. Tell a friend. And I've got several more big-time interviews prepped with former players. And coming up soon, got them booked. So look forward to sharing them with you and sharing more Royals baseball and creating memories together, hopefully, as we head to another exciting weekend series against Texas, an exciting homestand, September, October. So much baseball left to be played for once. No reason to be sad for once. Normally about this time of year, I start getting sad. You know, you got two homestands left, and normally you're out of it or on the fritz of it, and you're thinking to yourself, this is it. You know, just a few more games, and it's going to be a long, lonely winter. But all of a sudden, it's quite exciting, isn't it, getting to October, having a chance to play into mid to late October taking three or four weeks off the long offseason, getting you closer to spring training, getting you deep in the playoffs, making you proud. And you never know what could happen with this team, the way they're built for the playoffs once they get there with pitching and defense. So it'll be fun to see the Royals, but take care of business against Texas tomorrow. We'll have it again for you tomorrow night here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night.